Welcome to another episode of the Outlaw Way Podcast. We are here this week with John Michael. He's the Cheeto, boss. the boss. I, I don't like saying the whole boss thing. Do you not? It makes me feel like you're my boss. It's seven and a half million people know who off. I am, and I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm Nacho, and we're here with Eric and Richard with North Louisiana Hunters for Heroes. They do some, Fire Department. They do some really cool shit. Little we Ruby. want to talk about it. So, I know him as Little Ruby. I don't know. Little Ruby. Ruby and Eric owned Wilderness Acres right before you got to my house in Downsville. Yep. The That's convenience his. store that processed deer. That, yes. Like they did everything. She owned everything. She got director service, everything. Yeah. That's his parents. Now, look, sometimes so, we got to step out of our mom's shadow. Okay? I understand. I understand. <laughs> it's a I'm going to tell you right now, your mama. <laughs> she had small Ooh. town, small town deer processing. You, you don't fucking step out of that shadow. I ain't talking about. That no. stays in. You know. We're not talking about a. a this chick makes sausage. Okay. We're not talking about an obese woman. We're talking about a big woman. She's not fat. Yeah. She is every bit of muscle around. And when you walked in that store and did wrong, she grabbed you by your neck and walked you out that They place. had a towing service, and she run the record. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's still doing that today. <laughs> is she? Sweet you, working Jesus. woman, Absolutely. working, working, working. That's good shit there. So hunting for heroes here. Y'all are, you're specifically based out of Louisiana, right? Yes. And I'm the take, president uh, of the state. You take these guys out, any vets, EMS, police, anything like that, you take them out hunting, fishing, really whatever they want to do, right? So we take recommendations, what they want to do. We've had some asking about bow fishing. We do deer hunting. Mm -hmm. If it flies, walks, crawls, swims, we'll kill it. If it's it. a so, duck, it's a duck. So yeah. what <laughs> is the point? What is what? What are you doing What's your overall goal? What's happening here? So would you like the simple answer? No, we'd like the long one. Fuck it. Yeah. No, fuck it. We're going to start with simple first. I just want to change the world, bro. I want to give back personally to heroes Cheeto. who sacrifice every day. Cheeto. Huh. One duck at a time, huh? One duck, one at, duck a time. at a time. They sacrifice every day for the community. Yeah. Um, these guys go out, put their lives on the line. They ask for nothing, really. Mm -hmm. Your fire department, your police department, your military, they go and do this. For their loved ones. They don't just do it for the money because the money isn't there. Mm -hmm. It's about a sense of responsibility to do something. And if and we get down to the world. brass tax of it, we're talking about veterans that went and fought for our freedoms in our country, and they have come back home, and they're being abandoned. Yeah. government doesn't do anything for them. <clears throat> Nobody does anything. So, And our goal is, is to make sure that these guys know at the end of the time they spend with us, that they have somebody they can call and talk to. Yeah. That they're not alone. These heroes are not alone. There's somebody that cares about their livelihood, their families, and what they've done for the community. So you're following up with, let's say you take a veteran on a hunt, and y'all are together for that weekend. That weekend's over with. You're following up. You're checking in. We got everybody exchanges phone numbers. Richard takes care of that. Make sure everybody's stuff's wrote down. Everything is three to five days. We do what I call campfire therapy. It's not about the hunt. It's not about the fishing. It's about the camaraderie. You get a bunch of firemen, police, and military, and EMS mm -hmm. guys together talking. Next thing you know, they're all exchanging numbers. And, hey, you know, XYZ's reached out. He's having a problem right now. Hey, y'all go talk to him. You know, let's see what we can do. Let's get him some help. That's, That's good to do right there. I the know. Funny, the funny part of it is 
when you get everybody together, you'll have all your firefighters in one little clique, all your EMS, all your police, all your veterans. It's an eighth grade dance. Yeah, they're they're all in their own little origin, and then after two or three, four or five beers, everybody's together, and after you know an hour or so, they've act like they've been together all their lives. It's this man went four or five beers in hey, an hour. They're fucking it's all out eighth there. graders inside of a gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. We're all separated. Somebody breaks out some tequila. An hour later, we're all friends. Oh yeah. Well, I was telling these guys last week when we was meeting seven or eight years ago. Something Chip, like that. Chip didn't get to go, but <clears throat> they invited us to go guide on I one had of to the work. hunts. I had to do so stuff. You know, we go out. Uh, we actually went to Honey Break Lodge, and I went to the deer stand with a guy and helped where I could help. But we, we talked. We visited. My point is uh, that was eight years ago. We're, I'm still in contact with that guy. He was a military veteran, but he still reaches out to me on social media from time to time. Kill, kill, know how he's he doing. killed his first deer, didn't he? First doe or yeah, that was, camera that was that was his first, first deer. deer. I bet the most dramatic experience he's ever had is being with you in a fucking one location. He couldn't leave for a couple exactly. hours. Exactly, probably. He still I contacts mean, me and and pisses off because I didn't go. <laughs> so we're, we're working that out, but that's like that Stockholm syndrome shit. I couldn't imagine being trapped with you in one small space for four hours. You would love it. I would hate it. You would love. I guess I can hear it now. Back in my day. Yeah. No shit. There I was. Everybody, everybody loves my stories, John. Uh, the first time. Everybody. Yeah, the first, the first time. time. I'll tell you what, though. That's pretty good stuff, though. I mean, when y'all go out, do y'all mainly white tail deer hunt or duck hunt, or do y'all really have something? It doesn't really matter. Nothing I mean, at all? like, yeah. good example, myself personally, I work for Washita Parish Fire Department. We've talked about that. I bought camps down on the coast mm -hmm. because of the hurricane, and that's where I like to do a lot of my stuff is taking the red fishing. Yeah, oh, that's about that. Down yeah. on the coast, I got five camps literally on the marsh. You step outside and you see nothing but water. That's good stuff right marsh, there. And it's just yeah. a great time. Actually, our next event's going to be down there. Yeah, now I'm angry. That's what we <laughs> do. nothing about red fishing. <laughs> we ain't even yeah. that. Hey. We're over here squirrel hunting. This man's out here red fishing. I mean, I'm five a little confused. Camp, five camps. Yeah. It does, like I said, it don't even matter which they're campers, you know. I'm going to put something oh, on. still, though. Yeah. I'm going to something on fire before he leaves. On the water's on the water. See see what his skills are. See or what, what you know. Don't be scared. Got. I ain't scared now. <laughs> Shit, I got good insurance. I got something we can burn out back, really. Hey, you know my grandma <laughs> told me a, a rat and a cockroach knows run from a house flyer. She said I ain't wrapped too tight. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, hello. Okay, <laughs> elevator goes one way and that's down. We got that okay. right. Shit, you, know, you, you want to hear Dick? All right, that's what I heard. <laughs> you want to hear Dick? This motherfucker here. So you got to stop. With the dick. We we do uh, we do a lot of mud rides, a lot of stuff. And I don't know if you've ever heard from them, but it's mudding for the military. And they kind of do, in a sense, what y'all kind of do, except they take veterans mud riding to these off-road parks and things like that and let them ride around on side-by-sides and all that. We meet a lot of characters at these mud parks, to say the least. But we meet a lot of people that we just can't fucking understand. And Cheeto over here, what the fuck? What the, we met this boy, and he, we know him half-ass, but he's been to a couple rides. We met him in January pretty, at he's pretty cool little dude. Products. He yeah. needs to explain it, because for three days, so, this dude this at the office, every time here. I say something, so, he says, let's hit dick. That's what it sounds like. You want to hit dick? I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you say? So, let's hit a dig. We're, we're, so, in the, we're in the woods, and, and I'm we're like, all just fuck? sitting around. He's like, he comes up to me and says, you want to go hit a dick? He's like, what did you say? Do you want to go hit a dick? No, you don't try a dick. You try ice cream, <laughs> you know, and he's like, no, 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 you don't have a dick. I'm like, okay, you got to slow down. And his brother he's says. He's from like North or South Carolina yeah, or South something. Carolina. His brother says, dig, D-I-G, dig. He's like, what? Well, you need to teach him how to say it because that ain't what he said. <laughs> so this motherfucker's running around with a fucking perm curled mullet, running around screaming, let's hit a dick, let's hit a dick. And we're like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> 
And he's like, he's trying to say, let's hit a dig. But he's saying so He's fast. trying to say, hey, let's get going. Yeah. Not let's hit a dick. So Sunday morning <laughs> we wake just up. confused as <laughs> shit. Yeah. Sunday morning we wake up to leave and pack. And he says, he asks his brother, what time is it? He tells him the time. He said, oh, we better get on a hop. What? What did he? Oh, here we go again with this language. Oh, he was he was on a hop. I was, like, hop. I was like, is that drugs? I was like, did you take drugs? On a hop. And he just kept saying, on a hop, baby, on a hop. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you getting ready for Easter, bunny rabbit season? Like, I'm really confused <laughs> as to what the fuck's going on here. I would imagine Eric deals with people every day on the job Look, that's on a hop. 100%. 1,000% on a hop. I'm I'll tell you what. It, this is, but this those shit. are organizations like he's talking about. They're everywhere now. What's the separation? What's the... Because there are a lot of people taking advantage of the military, of these guys. Oh. For, for charities. For charities. for charities. We get hit all the time with charity stuff. You can do a gun for this kind of thing. And we just can't do them all. And yeah. we have to do our research now to where when we first started, we knew there's these three. We helped these three. Yeah. And now there's 30. we got to figure out which ones to help and, and who's screwing I'll who. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of one of the bad ones we've ran across. Long, probably about a year, year and a half ago. It's It's been a while. I ran across these people, and I won't say the name, but they had a nice enclosed wrapped trailer, and they had a $120,000 wrapped F-350 with all their military helping blah, 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 wrap on it and everything like that. Well, we're like, you know, got to talk to them. What do y'all do? Oh, we just come hang out and give them some T-shirts and we cook for them once a month. And we get donations. I'm like, so y'all are cooking for these boys that show up once a month and giving them a T-shirt. And you've got a $60,000 enclosed trailer, a $120,000 fully fucking deleted limited F-350. <laughs> Both of them custom wrapped, and I think it was on like 24s or 26 inch ramps, and they were forged, so that's eight grand. And I'm like, and I, and I asked him, I was like, what are y'all cooking when y'all all hook hamburgers, hot dogs? I was like, son. The bread place donated a bunch of loaves. And sandwiches. I was like, mother. <laughs> so I've seen some people that do this shit that take very full advantage of it. And we've all heard of the whole warrior product, the different yeah. deals with those, and all this stuff where they're taking money and doing different things. But I know Hunters for Heroes is not that way. We have been... We've been involved somewhat with Hunters for Heroes, like I said, for eight things. years. So the simplest thing as far as that goes, our books are open. Anybody that wants to look at what we have mm -hmm. and what we're doing, and the cost of the events is more than happy to yeah. open. Open book. Call me. Come meet me. Let's go to the bank look at it. You can look at any of it. As yeah. far as Anybody that goes, just come it. up, show up at one of our events. You can see what we do, how we do yeah. it, yeah. what how much money of it comes out of our pocket to do this as well. So, I mean. 100%. Got that right. We're 100% open and transparent. I like it. I mean, the main thing is making sure, like I said, that one of these heroes says there's nobody that cares and decides to take their life, and that, that affects everybody. It affects their family, got their right. kids, their grandkids. They see some shit, man, and when they come back, they got no support. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's proven. I always see the crazy shit, you know, like uh, videos and all that stuff. You go from... Uh, Monday morning, you were driving a Humvee through a fucking active war zone, trying not to hit a IED or some shit on the road, and you just watch a kid get shredded by a machine gun. And they want you to and come back Friday, here. And then Friday, you just flew back home, and you're flying and you're driving your kid to soccer practice. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like <laughs> it's that drastic that fucking train, like change all of a sudden. I mean, most people honestly cannot cope with that, and it's completely understandable. There's a lot. The, there's a lot of the coping that we don't see. That oh, yeah. stuff, we, we kind of see that, we understand it, but I have a very, very good friend of mine whose son went into the Marine Corps, 
since he was little bitty, he wanted to be a Marine. Like, that's all he ever talked about. I want to be a Marine. Mm-hmm. He went into the Marine Corps. He went through all the training. He's at the peak of his life. I mean, he's finally – he I got – You de- probably know this. He got deployment papers to go overseas, him and his whole group. That night, they went out partying. Mm-hmm. He was playing on a scooter on base, fell and tore his ACL. ACL. Couldn't go. So his whole department – Deployed without him. We're talking about he's eating. He eats and and he yeah, he lives he is, all his life. He has lived and breathed this moment. Yeah. And he don't get to go. So surgery after surgery after surgery. They kept him on base there. He ends up with getting uh, medical uh, discharge. Medically discharged out of the military. He comes back home. While he was gone, his baby mama is fighting him over custody with his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. Shoots himself. Oh, shit. He takes his own life. And it was all, it wasn't based on what he'd seen. Yeah. It was based on what was taken from him that he worked so hard to achieve. Yeah. He worked for years to achieve this in the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. And then feels like it was stolen from him and his life was over. So there's a million different reasons why these people come home and can't cope. Yeah. You know, that. It's all kind of shit, really. I mean, just a lot of people I know, like I've got friends that join and things like that. And I I left when I was 18 and started working on the road, which I was fine with it. I wanted to do that. But a lot mm. of these kids and guys that, you know, I went to school with, like, yeah, we're going to join the Army, the military, something like that. It's a lot simpler. And it was like shell yeah. fucking shock for them because. They make it out to be a lot simpler. Yeah, they went to went to camp, whatever, got trained up and good shit. They got shipped off. Yeah. They were like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, we're halfway gonna, across the country you, in six months. You're like, in a foxhole. Their mind. Let's say you're at war and you're in a foxhole and here comes an RPG and your buddy next to you is gone. Yeah. In front of your eyes. It's almost the same. And I think it, the local law enforcement and, and local cops and stuff don't get the support either. They see wrecks. They see decapitations. They see shootings. They see body parts. Right. Well, and they don't get the support. Or where, who do they talk to? Well, coming well, that's from one a, of the things where we're different with adding the police. Which, like I said, I'm fireman, local fireman here, mm-hmm. and the EMS in. Nobody really does anything for them guys. Yeah. You're talking about guys, Richard, my gentleman over here, Richard Lane, that's with me, actually served 20 years in the military. He, uh, you know, he, he did a full. Is that what happened to your hair? What? Is that what happened to your hair? Yeah. Or, uh, okay. Agent Orange. Actually, Richard Maybe been around me for about six RPG months. His, his, hair his, RPG. his hair's gone because he served in World War One. <laughs> no. Yeah. RPG went like the Jeff Dunham. But, yeah, these guys, these police, military, you know, these guys, even your local guys, your fire department, they do this for 30 years. It ain't yeah. just a little time frame. It's a career. Mm-hmm. And you see it on every profession because, I mean, you've been EMS side. You're talking fire side. We all have friends that are cops back and forth, but going in that house that's burning and finding a six-year-old or pulling up on a wreck and, and dealing with that or having to declare somebody shit. dead. The you things, know, I mean, the things that people don't understand, and I, can, I came from a working as a paramedic on an ambulance to a SWAT medic, and so a lot of the different areas of EMS, but uh, my last six months that i was on an ambulance i worked a 12-hour shift six days six days every two weeks i worked every other day and doctor's hours for six months of uh a shift every single shift 
I pronounced at least one person from a traumatic injury. So we're talking a homicide or a really bad uh, vehicle accident or every single shift for six months. And that's just one truck that's on the street. Yeah, so, I couldn't imagine. So, See, I, those bigger towns like Atlanta and Pine Bluff and Shreveport and Little Rock and New Orleans, I just feel like some of them motherfuckers need a goddamn hug. Son. They Sweet do. Jesus. You talking they about do. that? Let me tell you a little info for Washtenaw Parish. Yeah. We made over 12,000 calls in Washtenaw Parish as a fire department alone. That's not including Monroe and West Monroe City. Yeah, but you can't count Betty who wants you to come over there because her front door is hey. locked. An emergency <laughs> may be something different from you Somebody's as to cat. that person. If they yep. dial 911, I'm going to smile and show up. I don't give a damn. And this is why I cannot be a fireman or a cop because I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come over here? Uh, Billy's beating his head at me again. Well, you started dating Billy, okay? We're going to talk about this. I'll you got to figure what. just different, you know, like you said, different emergencies. But if you ask anybody, how many times in your life have you called 911? Not too damn many times. One time, I was trying to call him a lot. Well, you, you might be that. You might be that guy. That's goddamn. Back when I was working, fucking traveling, and all that shit. Goddamn, I'd be like, goddamn, it, bitch, on fire. Hello. But hey, like, yes, I saw a commercial one time when is, I was twelve, and she was hot, and I called nine one one. I talked to her. My I got point is, shit. when every time you get in the truck and roll, you're going to somebody's worst day of their life. Oh yeah, for sure. So everybody you're dealing with all the time, besides the. The kids dying or the, the gruesomeness that you see. Trying the, to control chaos. You're, you're going to the worst day of these people's lives every time you step out of the truck. So it's always negativity, crying, upset, horrible ho chaos, just like you just Trying said. to control chaos. That is every, what we're here for. Every time I ever called 911, it was never chaotic or bad or anything like that. We were all laughing our ass off by the time fire trucks got there. They were like, we can't believe we just burned this motherfucker down again. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. 911's coming. That's we, Cross It. Well, Cross It. Yeah. <laughs> no, we was in, in Mansfield, Ohio one time, <laughs> called the fire department. And they had just left two days before because we accidentally caught a dozer on fire and burnt that bitch to the ground. It was an old dozer. It didn't matter. Was Ricky there? You had plenty oh, yeah. of insurance on that dozer, didn't Fucking you? Fucking right. So they were rentals. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. We got a brand new, brand fucking new dozer. Still had the plastic on the seat from the rental company. They fucking brought that bitch out there. They sat it right next to the dozer. The, the rental guy dropped it off right next to six foot away from the dozer that had just burnt to the ground. Well, that bitch was still burning a little bit. Burning it down, too. And so the wind was blowing, and it blew that fucking ember over there to the brand new dozer. And we called him over to the baby, like, hey, <laughs> we're going to need y'all to come right. Where's wow. this one at? Right there. Same fucking spot. How many dozers y'all own? Yeah, <laughs> we called the rental company because they had it on camera. They had a big camera out there in the big lot. They're like, how the fuck did y'all burn down another? I'm like, hey, I don't know. I went out <laughs> Let's watch this camera together, motherfuckers. <laughs> and that rental wow. guy, that rental guy, pulled that bitch off. You seen him get out of the dozer, look at the other one for like 45 solid fucking seconds. Eh. And then get the fuck in until you. <laughs> Ain't my money. And they were, he was, <laughs> hey, I, I guarantee the motherfucker was like, damn, my stomach still kind of looks like it's on fire. It'll be hot. <laughs> Fucking got in. A lot of people think those are just metal. They won't burn, but bullshit. Those They'll burn. Hydraulic lines. It'll oh, burn. Yeah. Fucking right. They Anything just, will burn if you get it hot enough. Got yep. that right. And it really don't take a lot to set a piece of equipment on fire. You get a little dust in the right place, that bitch will go up quick. Sounds like me. a man of experience. I am. <laughs> I He's am. got a whole video series about it. You should go watch it. I burned <laughs> a lot of shit to the ground. Hey man, you ever thought about being a fireman? Them's the best ones. Ones that burn shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a dude. So my our local 
fire department, real big quotations here, great guys. They're all 80. Uh, <laughs> they, our fire department, if you call, or, or the one closest to our house, a little branch, you know, off in the woods, all uh, part-timers, mm-hmm. them motherfuckers immediately call city. I'm like, hey, better go the fuck out there. We ain't going. They control burn for the whole county. That's all they do. That's it. They take the water truck out there, and they take their little fucking trucks, and they just burn shit for people. That's all my local fire department does. Kia had an experience here, yeah, real did. recently where he called nine one one and they showed up two they hours up later. Two hours later, <laughs> <laughs> showed up two hours later with a I'm just guessing here 1989 Ford pickup truck with a ten foot little utility trailer behind it with a golf cart on it that was a 1990 model. Had a 100-gallon water tank in the back of it with a water hose coming off of it and a, a, a garden sprayer. 400-pound man get out and go, yep, that's a fire. <laughs> so I was, I was burning off a field. It crossed the fence. It got into the woods. It's bad. <laughs> the wind, it's, it's bad. But if you've ever been in the Kia's house, there's a lot of things I would never do in the Kia's house. Number one. There's a, a lot of fire. things that have never Light been to Kia's house. Because Civilization. The Kia's, yeah, Nakia's house. Like, <laughs> you know what the closest way you can get to Nakia's house is? Fly out of Monroe, out of the airport, <laughs> and look down. That's about as close as you ever want to be to his house. Because there ain't fucking shit out there. Ain't oh, nothing. So my man likes his solitude. Yes, I do. Solitude. No, that's not my solitude. The GPS doesn't even know where it's at. GPS goes, it might be in this town or this town. You can't even Google map to his house. You try and Google Maps just how it tries to take It takes you down a fucking mud trail when you get close enough. You're like, well, that's not fucking it. So if you've never been and you try and go alone, you better be on a side. In reality, (laughs) in reality, (laughs) that mud trail. If you keep going, it it is right. It'll get there. Some of the some of the roads that it lists were roads 30 years ago. Now they're just overgrown spots in the (laughs) The spots in the woods that kind of look like that may have used to been a road. The people that own the house. We're big wigs at energy. It's the only reason it has power. Pretty much. Mm, I like it. So you like your solitude. It, it is if, awesome. If any of your guys ever like, you know what we should do? A survivalist weekend. Kia's house. Drop them motherfuckers off at the pavement and tell them to go to Kia's house. If they make it, <laughs> they had a great weekend. Special That's, that's my place, but... <laughs> yeah, three berets, four three cons are all gonna get lost. They'll be out there with fucking them. blackout Nas and fucking calling in air support because they're lost. <laughs> so, back to the hunters for heroes. <laughs> all of this we've talked about with the issues that fire, EMS, uh, veterans, all the above. A lot of times it's just having somebody to talk their problems out with or just to talk to in general. But we can't imagine. It, I couldn't imagine it. You, you can't imagine, hey, the braver like they've said, I've, I've heard it a hundred times, you know, in the world we live in, they always talk about this, you go to war, go to war. You don't want war. No, no, you don't. And the only uh-huh. people that know that are people that have been to war. Yeah. And you can't understand. I get that having an ear, having somebody to talk to and stuff, but even that, is it enough sometimes? Because we not. don't understand what they've gone through. Yeah. Well, I can just tell you personally something that's happened here in the last few weeks. My, uh, I've always told my firefighters, like, man, Captain, we got to do something. We got to do something. I'm at a training station. So we get firefighters, brand new firefighters. And I told one of them, I tell all of them, hey, look, son, you know, we don't, you don't really want to go like you're wanting to. Right. You don't want to go. I said, well, if we're going, somebody's losing. I said, I know you're going to go. You're brand new. I said, there's things that's going to happen that I hope you never have to see mm-hmm. that if I could change places with you, I could take the burden for you, son. Yep. And one of them looked at me and said, 
Captain, you know, he had something bad. He was Captain, you're right. He said, I don't know. He said, I love this job. He said, but that was the worst thing I ever saw in my life. Yeah, a slow week is a good week. A slow week. If you drive by a fire station and that fire truck's there, that's a great day because that means yep. somebody's not losing. If you drive by the police department and the cops are sitting outside hanging out drinking coffee, I didn't go to the donuts, you know, <laughs> but they're drinking coffee, that's a good day. Yeah. That means yep. somebody's not getting beat. Somebody's not getting hurt. Yeah, got that right. Well, somebody's I, not at a wreck. I actually, I actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. He said we had a New Year's resolution thing at the beginning of the year, and that was one of your definitions. Like, a New Year's resolution is not, I think I'm going to leave my husband because he's been beating me for the last year. That's not. That's not so a goddamn. Hey, these motherfuckers, <laughs> I, I put a post on Facebook, and sorry, I was like, what's your New up. Year's resolutions? And some of them were like, I'm going to leave my beaten husband. <laughs> And I was like, bitch, that is not a resolution. That is That's a decision. Sh- you should just do that. You should not wait for New Year's to do that. Just do it. You should just do that right now. That and, funny. and it's like, God, it, so I, my buddy, he's a sheriff in the county, a real good friend of mine. Is that the one that pulled us over? Yeah, and uh, he tells me some stupid shit. Like, we'll get on there and we'll see. We've got the little Gerald Birds thing where you can see who's been arrested. And uh, sometimes I'll read them and I'm like, you know, that just doesn't sound right. We had one the other day, assault with a non-deadly weapon. And I'm like, I didn't know you could get assault with a non-deadly weapon. Like, how does that, that make That's with your hands. What's the definition no, of a non-deadly weapon? A pool noodle. Okay. This old girl got fucking sideways <laughs> up at a gas station and went, attempted to kill someone. With a pool noodle. With a pool noodle. You see why we bring John in for his podcast? Oh. <laughs> and, I was, and, I, and I talked to him, I was like, I was like how'd, that, how'd that go down, bub? He's like, well... About like you figured it, uh, I walked up to her and I said, ma'am, what are you doing? Please get in the back of my vehicle. You're causing a scene. And then she stabbed me in the neck with a pool noodle and said, die, bitch. <laughs> and I was like, well, and he was like, you know, he's like, I don't really know if I was supposed to be mad or not. He's like, because I knew the intent was there. She so, just couldn't go through with it. I've only met this guy one time, but me and John are coming back from a show in Hot Springs. And we got goosenecks, bikes, everything loaded down behind us, and we're hauling ass through Arkansas. I didn't know where we were. I, I, I know now we were in the county. Here. Yeah, we were in my county. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. Red and blues come out of nowhere behind me. I'm thinking, oh, shit. So I start easing over, and then he flies past me and then ducks in behind him. I thought, well, he's going for John. Yeah. Well, then he, John slows down, but then he takes back off. I'm like, oh, shit, is he running from me? What are we doing here? (laughs) Then he pulls off in the ditch and waves me by. And I'm thinking, okay, he's calling off, whatever it is. So I pass him. Then he jumps in and lights me back up. I'm like, what the? You know, so we're going. Finally, we pull over. He, I get out of the truck by this point because I'm trying to figure out what is going on. He's out. I'm out. We're walking. Basically, he he was trying to pull them both over. Right. (laughs) So he tells me, he's like, I'm not even worried about you. I'm looking for this motherfucker. I'm like, oh, shit, what did John do? Like, They're friends. I'll be having a good time. And yeah. My wife has lost it in the truck. Like, oh, she's shaking. Like, it, it just. Um, I'll be having a good time, Mullah County, because we only got like six fucking cops. So it's like, you know, we've had a good time. He's the he new chief. Must be from Ashley County. Yeah, Ashley yeah. County. Yeah, Ashley County. We ain't got shit over there. That's yeah. one of them Arkansas boys over there, too. He ain't so you know the guy we're talking about. Huh? I'm from Union. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't go across that fucking bridge. I wouldn't either. They got some shit over there. You can't wash off. <laughs> yeah. Only thing I know about Arkansas yeah. is they have the Razorbacks. You live there, and I got a cousin that worked on an oil rig that got a ride home from a boy from Arkansas, 
and they killed his ass and left him on the side of the road in Arkansas and took his wallet. That's like all my all things that are normal. I just go through Arkansas. All things that are normal. Don't stop. All things are normal. I don't know if the state's normal. Didn't the Clintons come from there? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's Little Rock, though. Oh, okay. that's they got a good. Uh, that's, that's, that's in relation that's, to you know, Ashley County. Yeah, that's where that story is in Clinton. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas oh, is up there. Uh, they got the Clinton Airport and all that shit. And blah, blah blah blah. It is in the top yeah. ten yeah. list of most dangerous places to live per capita. Every place is the most dangerous. I'm gonna figure this shit out. Well, this my, is a ploy. Little Rock is. Have you ever went and seen the Clinton Library? I only thing I saw Bill Clinton do that remotely even. Interest me was when he got a blowjob in the White House. Other than that, I don't care what he did. <laughs> the Clinton Library looks like a double wide trailer sitting on stilts. I wouldn't doubt it. That's what it looks like. I've never been up there and seen it, but I've, I know it's up there and shit like that. We all I, know that it was all Hillary. Hillary won all that shit. They oh yeah. just let Bill be the face because they didn't want a woman up there, but she ran the damn thing the whole But time. the Little Rock State Capitol building, there's like two and a half, three solid blocks of absolutely beautiful scenic city. That's everything it. else you get shot in. Yep. Everything else you're gonna get shot in up there. Well, the whole dangerous city thing, mm -hmm. it's got to be just for ratings or press or something. Because Bastrop, Bastrop, Shreveport, Bastrop's bad. Uh, Monroe, Monroe. Well, yeah. in Monroe, it's just it's one apartment complex. Yeah. It's one fucking place. Yeah. That ain't the whole city. Yeah. Bastrop. I've been through Bastrop a thousand times. I've never, ever, I've not never, once had a problem anywhere in Monroe, Bastrop, nothing, never. if the sun was up. Now, there's been some sketchy places where I probably shouldn't have stopped to get gas. Like our parking lot? Yeah, No, <laughs> your parking lot's fine. Shit. Hey, don't talk about my people. It ain't bad. It ain't bad. <laughs> Sit out in my parking lot watch the Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> well, we it have is, a it water is a scary. It is a little scary when there's a dude taking a bath in your fountain, yes. and there's another dude on top doing Karate Kid. In a foreign language, and every time like, you know we, he's doing karate, kid, that's he's like interesting this. though. That's <laughs> interesting. But he's speaking in a whole other language and tongues. <laughs> yeah. You know and all what we do? You know what we do at our house? Lock the gate. Not just watch shit. Watch birds fly around. Hell, at least y'all got cool shit to look at. Oh, we got some shit. Nakia, Nakia, he hadn't seen a person in seven fucking days because they ain't left his house. Dude, I seen a dude <laughs> in Balkanville. If I didn't leave my house, I wouldn't see no people. I seen I a dude sure. in Balkanville dragging a deep freeze. <laughs> it was tied to his belt. That's a good deal, baby. And he was going home, son, and he was taking the deep freeze with him. Now, I, I think will, it was full of food. Now, too, I will say this area that y'all shop is in, this corner, you hit that red light and you head that way. It's mystery. There is no telling what the fuck you will see with a man carrying on a bicycle. Well, you hit Evergreen. You know what's going to happen probably Eric's, You turn that's, on Evergreen. That's probably I'm just listening y'all talk about my people over here, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen some crazy shit being towed on a bicycle on one fucking shoulder going through this section of town. Listen, I'm telling you. I'll bet you $500 right now if you walk out to the water fountain in our parking lot, you can find at least one syringe with a needle on it in our fountain right now. Hey, just think that's Every why time being you a firefighter over here means I am a good business. Yes. There, there's <laughs> at least needed. there's at least three band-aids in there too. <laughs> oh, shit, well, I'll tell you right now, there's, there's at always... least half a dozen arsonists that live right over here. So <laughs> you're gonna be in business for a while. Shit, so tell us a story about the best experience y'all have had with Hunter the hero or hell, what's the best so I can tell you from the the first event I did as the president last year was the red fishing trip. Mm -hmm. um, we have, like I said, we have some EMS guys, and David Kelly, aka Pops, I call him Pops. He's a EMS. He's the only one that's in the medical field only. Most everybody else on the board or the directors or whatever, military, police, fire, they've done at least multiple. They doubled up, doubled up on what we do. Because you know when you get in this field, you're in this field. Mm -hmm. 
So he nominated his brother. Everything we do is Facebook Live. Everything we do, you nominate yourself. You know, we get on Facebook Live, everybody's names wrote down, we draw the numbers. Well, there was his brother, Tom Kelly, was nominated. And I, and I called him. I said, hey, is this your brother? He said, yeah, one of my friends nominated him. I didn't feel like I could, you know, his brother's military. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go out, and we're fishing, and his brother got drawn. And Pops actually took off of work to go be a boat captain. Only took 10 last year. I think we're going to do 15 this year. Uh, he went being a boat captain. He said, look, I don't want my brother in my boat. I want him somebody else's boat. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I said, Pops, you mean a lot to me. You're a, you know, I respect you. You're a role model for me. How about I put your brother in my boat? He sat in that boat for two days. Didn't really talk much. Drank a few beers, hung out. And at the last night, I always give away prizes and stuff. And old Tom stuck his hand up and said, hey, I got something to say. Man, I said, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff my whole life. He said, this is the best group of guys. He said, there's things been bothering me I ain't want to talk to nobody about, but I can talk to this group. He said, I think I'm going to go get some help now. Matter of fact, the reason Richard Lane is sitting over there is because of his daddy. Yep. And his dad was in Vietnam. Yep. Came to one event with Louisiana Hunters for Heroes mm -hmm. and went and got help. That's Found out he's there. been dealing That's with PTSD awesome. since Vietnam. So everybody that is listening to the podcast, if it touches their heart, they see the value, what can they do to help? My number's on Facebook. It ain't even about, you know, it's about having and helping heroes. If you know a hero that needs help, just have them reach out. I'll, you know, it, it's, it's about making a difference in the community and the people who serve this country. They can call to help with an event, for us come and help cook. Uh, they can come to an event. We're open for everybody. If I'm doing something, mm -hmm. there's food for everybody. You will never leave hungry when I'm around. No, you sure won't. <laughs> I love to cook. So if somebody just has extra money laying around and they wanted to help financially, you wouldn't turn it down. I wouldn't but, turn it down, but I ain't worried about it. I'll find you, it one way or the other. But more either, than anything, you need somebody to help cook, help clean, help talk to people, visit with people. All they got to do is show up. Call me. Reach out on Facebook. Everything we do is on Facebook Live. It's all open. Mm. They're more than happy to come and volunteer their time. You know. North Louisiana, nice, what, about, what about uh, properties? Like I know when I went eight years ago, it was uh, at Honey Break Lodge. Does these do any lodges volunteer their property or their lodging or to, mm -hmm. to house these events? So we have not really. So this year, the biggest thing we did last year and this year, well, I say it was this year, it was in January. Uh, we did something down at Edwards Motel. They put us up. It's hard for me because I'm a hunter. I'm an avid hunter, and y'all are too. We've talked about it. Hunting is expensive. It is. So it's hard for it's me to just go to the general yeah. people and say, hey, you know. Let's, let's volunteer your land or you want to donate your time and land mm -hmm. for us to come and take these hunters on. Yeah. Because it costs a lot. Hunting is the most expensive sport you could probably get into. Got that right. It we, can be. We should it do it. can uh, be. I'm should, in a lot of different things. They're all pretty expensive. But the main thing is when we do something is we have enough time and place for multiple days. Yeah. A day here and there is good, you know, but it's more about being able to have multiple days because – People we should talk about up. doing a contest where, however it ends up, we take a few of them riding or something. Yeah, it'll be a good time. We're yeah, we'll do anything. Yeah, but that's good stuff right there, though. I mean, it does take a lot of time for people to open up instead of just one day here, one day there. And yeah, all it's got to be at least three or two four or three days, days to get comfortable, you know, relaxing. I can tell you, the like event that. that I went to, 
uh, there was several people along these same lines, but one individual that I remember, it was probably just because he had a metal hook for a hand, but he was, a, he was a Vietnam helicopter pilot. And uh, when we got there, we're at this big lodge. It's all nice, all the guys around, and like you said, everybody having a beer and enjoying themselves. But a few people, when we first got there, they're just kind of sitting off in the corner by themselves. Yeah, They're not in the group. They're not actively conversating and – me or one of the other guys would have to take notice of that and go over there and sit down with them, you know, near them and just try to strike up conversation. But you got to watch that approach. You but can't it was just go over and you know, right? It slap was, him on the back of the back. What's up, brother? You, I mean, right. you know. But over the the three day weekend, mm-hmm. by the last day, yeah, all of these guys, like he said, intermingling and inter everybody mixing together. That's exactly what happened. Whiskey. There was nobody <laughs> sitting in the corners by themselves. Everybody was up and talking and enjoying yeah. the camaraderie. And I seen the difference. So oh, yeah. personally going to an event, I've personally, I don't think you was the president at the time. But no, I was Danny. Vol- yeah. Donnie. Vol- Donnie. Donnie. Vol- Vol- yeah. Donnie. Vol- Donnie. Vol- Donnie. Donnie. Uh, Donnie. Donnie. And that's what I've seen, too. It's just, and that's why I said they're open for anybody. If you want to show up to an event and just see what we're about, show up. Now, how often do y'all have events? As many as I can get in. Like I said, I work full-time fire department. Mm-hmm. I actually work on an ambulance here in town. I work in an ambulance down south. I work for a rescue company. I got you. So they set me up. The fire department, I got to say, is the best job I've ever had. They yeah. set me up for success. So I can work anywhere. When you take your cape off from being your superhero over here, I work for every ambulance service hey. inside of Mississippi. <laughs> what are we going to do for these veterans? Like, when are going to have the next event? When's June the, the 9th through June the 11th. The June the 9th through 11th. That's going to be down south red fishing. Down south red fishing. Is there anything fishing. you need for that event? Well, do we, we need some? We can some, let you take Nakia for gator a, bait. Yeah, you can take Nakia. We Nikia. need a, a boat dealer down in South Louisiana <clears throat> to step <laughs> up and bring some boats out there. You I actually that, have. Like I actually have a boat that you could use. What's your boat, Nakia? What kind of boat do you have? <laughs> uh, what is it? A javelins? Huh? I've seen it when I was over there under your June. Pony. What now, June? Uh, Nakia's boat's super 11th. nice. Should be a Friday, you can take that June 9th through 11th is Atlantic City truck meet. Yeah, in New York, New Jersey, New so. Jersey. Yeah. Um, what but the- what I'm thinking, I don't know how, if we can. We we'll have to talk about this some more. But October, November, yeah, we only something. have a couple. We only have a ride in October and a ride in November. One of those rides is pretty close in Jacksonville, Texas. Ain't nobody wants to go in a freezing cold go mud ride. <laughs> yeah, they might. They might. They might. I mean. Uh, Drink enough whiskey, you, you ain't you'll, you'll get your you antifreeze in there. But it's like you said, it's a camaraderie. Yes, there. Yes. The, yes, we will have times we ride, but there's a lot of times we're standing around a campfire. Just hang out. We're we either have travel trailers out, you know. or we rent some cabins on the park. Yeah, we're or cooking whatever. food. We're it's a it's a get together. We stay for several days, hang around a campfire, grill out by the fire. Even like some of us stay at the camp. Even when we don't want to, because we rip our frames out of our side by sides. Hey, look, some of us do that. You know, Some I've never been mud riding in my life. Really? Because we got to put this together. Hey, do you know who my mama is? I'm, my mama told me what a dollar's worth, and my four-wheeler's only seen mud that comes up a little bit on the tires. So. Hey, me too. She says it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Your mama and my mama have two different definitions. She's a mind. <laughs> Well, you but, want me to call mine to get on you? No, She'll make sure to get you in shape. No. Miss Ruby has straightened me out a few times. Exactly. Well, our bikes are our super lifted. Uh, yours mine was. is broke at the moment. But okay, our bikes are super lifted, <laughs> and we realized it looks like a bitch with flip flops on out here in the shop. So, so what year is your bike? Twenty three. What's yours? Your bike? Seventeen. Well, Twenty one. And mine goes. Has places. yours been broken? 
His Minimally. has been broken. His has been so broken. Yours has been broken. He's yours lying. Been broken. His is totaled. He's lying. <laughs> so yours is totaled. What about yours? Has it been broken? It had been up until the last two rides. The last two rides, I have not done anything. Mine's been I, I can fix mine in 45 company. minutes. So let me tell you about this bad bike I got. Oh, I got an 08 Honda 420 Rancher. Hot, that baby has never let me down, and it's still got the original tires on there. Now I got to air them up. But you just got through saying you never went through more than this much mud. Hey, but that's what gets me where I need to go, and it's had a plenty of hero. Uh, this is not, let me show. Let me show you what These vehicles that we have are not designed to get you from A to Z. Yeah, they're no. not designed to haul a deer. <laughs> they're they're I, not. <laughs> I, mine is designed to get you from wherever you want to go. No. I occasionally slap water off my steering wheel for the hell of it, and I have a great time. Have a great time. We all have a great time. It's this one, <laughs> hey, I like it. You get a, you have to wear but a life you, jacket to ride with me. Where you get mud two inches up on the tires, we get mud two inches from our chin. <laughs> hey, well that's the difference. <laughs> that's but yeah, so far as what we do, we always have stuff going. Actually, I just put out we have a group me app between the group of guys that help me. We have so many things going April the fifteenth, but this is just a little stuff we got. Like we got a white purse tournament on Darbone. He's white, wanting to do some. a white person tournament on Darbone. What is that? White perch fishing. White, white perch. perch. Okay, I thought yeah. that's a he's red doing here, really. He's he's a white person tournament. White perch. Hey, we we have we Soccer have some, yeah we have some problems with Cheeto and pronunciation. That's yeah. what it sounds like. <laughs> Having a white person tournament. White uh, perch tournament. That that was crappie. One of the, one of the let's holes change that, it to crappie. Yeah, let's say crappie. How <laughs> it's actually so supposed that, to be. Yeah. The amount of mud that he's going in, and the amount of mud that we're going in, I think it's is a little different. Hey, I can't even see the tail lights of their lights. Uh, yeah, it was down there. Like I said, that day, I'm also headed down at Pops, lives mm -hmm. in Manny, Louisiana. He's over our director in that area. They're doing a thank you to his uh, fire department. He's mm -hmm. the assistant chief of the volunteer department there. I'm going personally to go cook crawfish for, I think it's, what, 60 people, 60 I believe? 60 people, Ooh, I think. That's yeah. a little bit there. So why don't we put together something tentatively, and we'll talk some more and, and everything for October, November. There's a ride for each one of those. We've got bikes. We'll get a camper. We can take two or three guys, maybe four guys with us. Enjoy the weekend. Take each one of them can ride with one of us. Have a good time. Have a good time. It kind of. We set it up. You let me know where it's at. We might find some land over there. It's going to be in so Jacksonville, Texas at River Run. That's going to be the closest Jacksonville, part. Jacksonville, Texas. All it's right. about three and a half hours from here. But okay. It's pretty close. We all pretty got close. vehicles. Close enough. All be close enough, soon. yeah. Well. So. We've gone over Hunters for Heroes, North Louisiana Hunters for Heroes, correct? No, uh, just Louisiana. Just Louisiana. Louisiana Hunters for we, Heroes on we Facebook. We are absolutely vouching for these guys. Yes, 100%. We've been involved with them a long time. We're vouching yes. for the any money, any any donations, anything yes. that you could do to help. Like they said, they're open book. You can look at their books. You can call Eric. You can call them. You can figure out. You can come to events. You can show up unannounced. They will open their doors, open their arms, open their pits. Give you food, take and, care and, of you. And what they're doing is truly making a difference in people's lives. Yes. So just want it on record. We're vouching for them. Yes. We're saying this is a good deal. If you have something you want to give or something you want to do, this is a charity to help. If you want to get a hold of them, Facebook's going to be the easiest way, I'm assuming. We do everything through Facebook. We do have a website. Actually, Pops' wife is building a website for us because, you know, she's good at that stuff. She mm -hmm. actually, we have a uh, So it's going to be LouisianaHunters.com. Org or? Uh, Louisiana uh, uh, LA Hunters for Heroes dot com. LA Hunters for Heroes dot com. I mean, you can Facebook. look at the guy's four wheeler until he ain't spending money on yeah, that. He's, he's hey, got a rancher. I got more things I want to spend money on, and that's he's, making a difference. He's most definitely not embezzling money from a charity. <laughs> no, <laughs> and driving. Well, we're on. gonna wrap this one up. 
and we've had a decent we had a good time talking about Louisiana Hunters for Heroes. We're hoping that you will go check them out, go look them up. Uh, if you can donate, I don't matter if it's your time, money, food, a place of revenue, whatever. Please do. These guys need all the help they can get. From the boss and Nacho, I'm Cheeto. And you don't raise them right, you have zero fucks. And we are out. <laughs>